Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday to you. It's the start of a new week, and uh, I'm ready for one, man. Can we just all forget last week happened? I mean, last week was so cold. What was up with that? It was so cold. Um, I'm really hoping for a different kind of week. Now, last week was good with you. I mean, everything we did, uh, reading the Bible with you, talking about the book of uh, Exodus and starting Psalms, uh, all that was good with you. It, it, my problem is not with you. My problem is where we all live. Uh, those of you with me in Kentucky, whoo, last week was hard. <laughs> but I think this week's going to warm up, and I'm here for it, and I'm here for you, and I'm excited to start a new week in the Word. Psalm 54 and Psalm 55 for today. My name is Tim Harris. We call this Tim with Tim. We go verse by verse through the Word of God. Uh, we are going to take some time out in the Psalms together to just work through some of these great, great chapters from uh, the worship book in the Bible, the book of Psalms. Uh, Psalm 54 is where we start today. Both Psalm 54 and Psalm 55 are what we would call uh, psalms of, of individual lament, like one person crying out to, you know, to God. Um, and the psalms, it's sometimes helpful just to get in the habit of sort of identifying what kind of psalm is this, because there are really not that many different flavors of psalms. And, and you'll get really used to the fact that there are so many individual laments. Uh, in a lament in the psalms, often the psalmist begins by, by crying out to God, a lament or a complaint. Some people would call it a complaint. Uh, not in a nagging, you know, well, it's kind of, it's very human, but um, it's okay to complain to God. I mean, and that's kind of what the Psalms teach us, is it not? That, that you can pray how you pray. And, and if this is how you feel, this is how you pray. And, and some of these things you probably couldn't say out loud in front of your kids, or you wouldn't want to say it probably in your Sunday school class or any other place. But when you're talking to God, just be real, you, you know, because God already knows your heart. And that's the beautiful thing about these Psalms of Lament. They just remind you when this is how you feel, this is how you pray, and God understands. And the beautiful thing about the Psalms of Lament is in the praying of it. In the course of complaining and crying out to God, often that complaining turns into confidence. And the Psalms will frequently end with this final you know, voice of assurance and confidence and God, I know that you're going to come and help me. So I think you'll see that today's Psalms uh, sort of follow that pattern. Let's start with Psalm 54. Now, not every Psalm has a title that tells you the context in David's life, if it's a Psalm of David, but Psalm 54 is one of those that does. And it says, a Psalm of David regarding the time the Ziphites came and said to Saul, we know where David is hiding. Well, we know when that happened because you and I read 1 Samuel, right? It was uh, 1 Samuel 23, 1 Samuel 23, 19, when David was hiding and the Ziphites came and ratted him out to Saul. And so uh, supposedly that is the context for David's writing Psalm 54. Uh, and so let's jump right in. Uh, Come with great power, O God, and rescue me. Um, that's the New Living Translation, and it's a fair translation, but I just want to sort of point out to you that the probably your translation or the, the Hebrew uh, in which the psalm is written really says something more like, uh, save me by your name. And, and that sort of matters. That's, that's why I go back to it. Even though uh, you don't have to you don't have to have that reading to, to get something from the psalm. That idea of this being a psalm that is based on a confidence in the name of the Lord. You know, save me by your name. In scripture, of course, 
in the Old Testament, the name of God is so holy, so powerful, so dangerous that that human lips can't even speak or utter it. You know, now, truly in the Old Testament context, even human names were expected to carry some weight more than just, you know, hello, my name is. Uh, a person's name was expected to capture something of their essential character. And in, in, in the case of the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. You know, the name of the Lord also manages to call, you know, forth something of God's presence and something of God's power, you know. So when the psalmist says, you know, save me by your name, you know, it's, it's a rather amazing kind of plea and appeal to the name of the Lord. I like it because at the end of the psalm, New Living Translation keeps this part, I will praise your name, O Lord. Do you see that? So um, by your name you will save me and then I will praise your name. So just understand um, the sort of the deeper meaning and the incredible gravity of the name of the Lord and how the psalmist finds his confidence in, in the name of the Lord. It's just something I, I, I would point out. The other thing I would point out, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a Hebrew scholar at all, uh, but that word for save, I like. It's a Hebrew word. And it has to do with being brought out into a wide open space. You know, the idea is, you know, like I, I've, I've been closed up. I, I have been, you know, in this claustrophobic, I, I've been in a tomb. You know, I've, I've been stuck in a hole, you know. And all of a sudden, God has delivered me. And the idea is to be, to, to be brought out, to be set free into the open. You ever seen a, a calf? you know, bursting out of the barn, you know, or a young colt, you know, bursting out of the barn. And, and, and it's just like the, the openness, the freedom, all of a sudden is the most, you know, exciting and invigorating thing in the world. And that's the picture here of, of salvation from the Lord. It's, it's to be brought out of that hole you're stuck in. And all of a sudden, man, the horizon is wide open. The sky is above you. The ground, you know, has no obstacles and you are free to move about the cabin. You know what I mean? No obstacles. It's just a wide open space. And so that's the idea of salvation in the Old Testament, to be brought into this broad open space. So save me by your name, defend me with your might, pay attention to my plea for strangers are attacking me. Strangers. Um, strangers. Uh, the, the idea there is it's not just that these people are not familiar to me. I think the real essence of this, this designation here, strangers, is that these people are alien to God. You know, again, in Scripture, we're not the reference point. God is a reference point, you know. And so in this case, these strangers are enemies to the psalmist, of course, but only insofar as and because they are enemies of God. These strangers are are, are alien to, to God. And so you have this description of the trouble. Strangers are attacking me. Violent people are trying to kill me. They're, they care nothing for God. Uh, but here we go. I love this. Uh, but God is my helper. The Lord keeps me alive. May the evil plans of my enemies be turned against them. Do as you promise and put an end to them. Again, there's the prayer there for, for God's intervention, for God's help, for God's deliverance. And then, and then finally, this voice of assurance. Like I said, the complaint the lament turns into confidence. I will sacrifice a voluntary offering to you. I will praise your name. Get it? 
Sing me by your name. I will praise your name for it is good. Your name is good. You have rescued me from my troubles. Help me to triumph over my enemies. So again, in the end, it's past tense. It's like in the course of the prayer, it's done. Starts out, Lord, save me. At the end, you've saved me, you know, because all you need is a word from the Lord. You know, I don't even have to see it. If the Lord says, I'm going to take care of you, I can get up off of my knees and say amen and no. If God said he's going to take care of me, I am taken care of. I don't need to fear anymore. And so that psalm ends with utter confidence. Your prayers should end with the same kind of confidence. Is God going to abandon you? Is he not going to answer your prayer, then get off of your knees, walk out into the day and praise his name. You know what I'm saying? He is good and he will do what he has promised to do. Now, Psalm 55 is another another individual lament, but uh, there are several things about this one that I really kind of find interesting. If you read closely, it seems that Psalm 55 is written by a, a, a psalmist, a, a person um, it's, it says it's a psalm of David, but at, at, at any rate, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a person, a believer, who seems to be um, uh, in, a, in an alien city, like, like they're far from home. It's this picture of being in a strange city, in a wicked city, this is not my home, and I, but somehow I can't leave. You ever felt that way? Because I have. I can't really say, you know, I can't say, well, yeah, once I was trapped in Istanbul. You know, I can't say that. But at the same time, it's just this idea of being not home, not at peace, you know, and, and just this deep, deep longing to fly away and be home. You know, that's that verse 7 where it says, oh, man, if I just had the wings of a dove or I could fly away and rest. I'd fly so far away from this place. You know, Psalm 55 is a prayer for the person who just feels stuck, you know? I just want to go. I just want to escape. Man, if I just had the wings of a bird, I'd fly out of this place, you know? And, and I just love that. It's a description of this wicked city, this place of danger and strangeness where the psalmist is trapped and everything has fallen apart and, uh, and everything seems like a dark threat, um, and on top of that, it's not just enemies, it's not just strangers. This psalm has this note of having been betrayed by a friend. And those of you who have experienced that, you don't need me to go into it. Whether the friend could have been your, your spouse, the friend could have been you know, you know, somebody that you thought would never turn on you. But the psalmist has experienced that. Uh, it's not an enemy who taunts me, he says. I, I could bear that. Instead, it's, it's my equal uh, my companion, my close friend, what good fellowship we once enjoyed as we walked together to the house of God. Um, so it sounds like the psalmist, as we walked together to the house of God, that this was a friend. They had gone on a pilgrimage together. They, they had gone, they had traveled you know, to the temple. They had gone to the house of God together, you know. And so uh, how amazing uh, uh, and how devastating that kind of betrayal. Uh, but, but once more, uh, I love how the psalm, in the course of the lament, in the course of the complaint, it says, I will call upon the Lord. The Lord will rescue me. And then verse 22, I love, give your burdens to the Lord. He will take care of you. Murderers and liars will die young. Um, uh, I, I, I just, it, it, it's amazing, but I am trusting you to save me. You know, so once more, you, O oh God, will send the wicked down to the pit of destruction. The, the prayer goes from complaint all the way around to confidence. And isn't that just exactly how the Lord works? So I just remind you, uh, if you ever wonder, you know, if, 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 you know, like I've heard people say, you know, I'm just so mad at God, you know, um, well, tell him, you know, take it to him. You know, I feel like God's let me down. We'll, we'll go back to him and call on his name and, and, and see 
you know, you, you call on his name and you're calling forth his presence and his power and uh, uh, prayer is going to put you back in a place where you will know, know that he will save you, that he already has saved you uh, and that uh, he will always care for you. Uh, again, that complaining, it always leads to confidence when you take your complaining straight to the Lord. Uh, love you guys so much. It's Monday, y'all. It's a new week. Uh, I hope it's warm. I hope it's better. Uh, and uh, again, today I'll be at Myers later. So if, if, if you do groceries at Myers, uh, you know, look me up. I'll, I'll see you there somewhere around the produce. But uh, I love you guys so much. Tomorrow, chapters Psalm 56 and 57. Again, we'll just two chapters a day for a while. Psalm 56 and Psalm 57. Have a beautiful Monday. Stay warm, stay in the Word, and I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, at 10 o'clock for Tim with Tim. I love you guys so much. Have a great day.